Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, June 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. More than 100 Missouri schools have placed trust in air purifying devices to fight COVID-19. But experts warn the technology is often unproven. People try to sell some of these devices, but uh, there's no shortcut, really. One has to be careful. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports scientists say there is not enough peer-reviewed evidence to justify the money spent on the technology. We will have that story in just a few minutes. A report from the Metropolitan St. Louis Equal Housing and Opportunity Council is warning of a, quote, avalanche of evictions. A Centers for Disease Control moratorium covering St. Louis City and County expires at the end of the month. But the council's Marissa Cohen says an executive order is already allowing evictions in St. Louis to be carried out if papers were filed by mid-April. So from last year all the way up until April 17th of 2021, they are acting on those physical evictions unless people have CDC declaration um, letters to present. Cohen made the comments on St. Louis on the Air. The study concludes the upcoming crisis is expected to disproportionately affect communities of color, single female-led homes, and households with children. Thousands of Missouri families can now apply to receive federal aid if their children qualify for free or reduced school meals. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports, the money comes from federal pandemic relief passed last year. Missouri is offering a federal program called PEBT to cover the cost of food for kids who learned remotely this past school year. Families who qualify for free or reduced meals can apply. The state will give families more than $1,000 per child if the student learned virtually full-time. If the student learned virtually part-time, families will get $700 per child. Students in St. Louis Public Schools, Hazelwood School District, and others automatically qualify. Trina Reagan works for Operation Food Search, a food bank in the St. Louis region. She says the money could help families who experienced job loss during the pandemic. This could be a great lifeline for families that find it difficult when school is out to keep up with the increase in their food budget. The deadline to apply is July 31st. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Many funeral homes in the region are helping families mourn loved ones after a year of occupancy limits and direct burials during the coronavirus pandemic. One in St. Louis is offering memorial services for families who were not able to hold them at the height of the outbreak. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Reliable Funeral Home in St. Louis is responding to a number of requests for delayed memorial celebrations. The ceremonies will help family members who were unable to grieve when the funeral home had limited seating during the pandemic. Last year, many family members opted to celebrate their loved ones' lives at a later date to help limit the spread of the coronavirus. Eric Cunningham Jr. is a funeral director at Reliable. He says he watched many families grieve without a proper burial. It was horrible. I, I can speak for everybody that works in the funeral home. That was, that was a horrible experience because I know if that was me, how I would feel. Cunningham says his funeral home is still operating at 75 percent seating capacity because of the continuing risk of the coronavirus. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The Justice Department is warning Missouri officials the state cannot ignore federal law. That comes after Governor Mike Parson signed a bill last week that bans police from enforcing federal gun regulations. A top 
Justice Department officials sent a letter last night saying the Supremacy Clause of the U.S. Constitution outweighs the measure signed by Governor Parson. The law would penalize local police departments if their officers enforce federal gun laws. Acting Assistant Attorney General Brian Boynton says in the letter that Parson and Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt must clarify the state law to the federal government. A special session of the Missouri Legislature on funding Medicaid is expected next week. The Missouri Independent reports Governor Mike Parson and the Senate Republican Caucus have discussed language to extend medical provider taxes for up to five years to fund the program. Those taxes are slated to expire September 30th. The possible measure does not stop Planned Parenthood from being a Medicaid provider. Some lawmakers had been seeking such a provision. The discussed language prevents the state from covering the cost of some birth control methods. The Independent reports the special session is expected to be called soon. Months of virtual learning during the pandemic left students, teachers, and parents drained and eager to get back to the classroom. A review by St. Louis Public Radio and Kaiser Health News finds more than 100 public and private schools in Missouri are spending at least $3.5 million on air cleaning systems that claim to stop the virus that causes COVID-19. Critics say some of the technology is unproven. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. As the coronavirus pandemic hit, Ron Orr was trying to figure out how to get kids safely back inside Pattonville schools in North St. Louis County. I think any educator would agree that having kids in the classroom is, you know, is the best option. You know, I, I think we've cornered the market on plexiglass. We have so much of it. The district found air purifying technology that claimed to inactivate the virus that causes COVID-19, and officials decided to give it a shot. Pattonville installed dozens of the devices, little cartridges that fit inside air ducts and spew charged particles called ions. In marketing materials, companies say they purify the air. Or the district's chief financial officer says he's aware not everyone believes it works. I, I think it was definitely a tough conversation, you know, because there, there is a little bit of an unknown exactly what it's doing. Pattonville's schools are among the more than 100 Missouri schools from Clayton to Kansas City that have put their trust in air purification technology. Many, including Pattonville, used federal government pandemic relief funds to buy it. But a task force from the medical journal The Lancet called various air cleaning technologies often unproven. The group also cited studies that showed some of the technology may emit other pollutants. The cost for the ionizers adds up. Pattonville spent over $300,000 to install the units. That could buy 1,000 Samsung Chromebook laptops for students. The ionizers the district uses look like a blue Lego the size of a VHS tape or shows off the name of the manufacturer, Global Plasma Solutions, printed on the side. Global Plasma Solutions marketing materials explain how the devices work. They emit charged ions into the air. Those ions seek out particles like dust or pollen and gather them into clusters. Those clusters are more easily trapped inside a filter in a building's HVAC system. The North Carolina-based company also says on its website the ions inactivate pathogens. Yang Wang is an environmental engineering professor at Missouri Science and Technology in Rolla. He says ionization technology has been proven to kill some other bacteria and viruses. But he says there's still a lot that's unknown about how effective and safe the tech is in a classroom-like environment. Uh, basically, it's going to uh, lead to a, a series of complex chemical reactions. And the products from these reactions are still not well uh, characterized. 
for Team Beeswaz for years led Washington University's Department of Energy, Environmental, and Chemical Engineering. He says the problem is that there aren't yet widespread peer-reviewed studies that evaluate whether the devices are effective against the virus that causes COVID-19, or if they're better than lower-cost solutions, like wearing masks or increasing the amount of outside air inside a room. People try to sell some of these devices, but... Uh, There's no shortcut, really. One has to be careful. He also noted many tests are conducted at the behest of companies and in laboratories, not in a classroom environment. So they probably do a quick test in the laboratory, and that, yeah, is okay. It's a first step, but that's not sufficient. But the makers of the devices say tests and real-world evidence have proven that they work. Global Plasma Solutions representatives say company-funded lab tests show the devices inactivate over 99% of the coronavirus in an hour. I just want to say, I'm a parent as well, and this technology is safe and effective. That's Kevin Boyle, the company's vice president of products and marketing. Boyle says there's no peer-reviewed evidence on how well the devices work against the virus that causes COVID-19 because the virus is so new. But he points to years of research that showed the overall benefits of the technology. There, there absolutely is a, a large body of evidence around ionization and its benefits that has been around for many, many years. Boyle expects that academic evidence will catch up with the company's results in the future. He also says the ionizers from Global Plasma Solutions do not emit harmful volumes of ozone. In Pattonville, Ron Orr says he isn't completely sold. The ionization technology the school has installed keeps kids from getting sick with COVID-19. But revamping the district's HVAC systems wasn't an option. The ionizers made financial sense. And in the long run, he thinks they'll purify the air of other pathogens. You know, is there any way that we can get to that standard without having to, you know, replace $40 million in heating and cooling equipment, which just physically wasn't something that was going to be possible. Um, And and so that's what kind of led us down this road. He says he stands by the district investment. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. This story was reported with Lauren Weber of Kaiser Health News, a national newsroom that produces in-depth journalism about health issues. Our David Casares helped with the report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.